You're on right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes and visit our website at JimDawes.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email at JimDawes, RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Leave your voicemail there and we might use your call on the broadcast. Well, it's finally happened. Uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> AOC, Rashad Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and Representative Presley of uh, Massachusetts have uh, pulled the race card on Nancy Pelosi. And it was bound to happen because uh, what they're trying to do is agitate not only, uh, you know, uh, the political system as a whole, but they're agitating within the Democrat Party too, polarizing it and forcing people to take sides. And so far, at least, Nancy Pelosi has been able to hold her caucus together uh, as AOC and her squad, as they call them, uh, try to radicalize the Democrat caucus. Uh, and the latest dust up has been. The, uh, the vote to finally, after uh, 17 blocked attempts by the House Democrats, the vote to send um, $4.5 billion to the border to relieve the overcrowding and the humanitarian crisis that the Democrats created themselves. This is classic Cloward Piven strategy. You create a crisis, and then you blame your opponent on the crisis that you created, and demand that the whole uh, structure be torn down. And, of course, in this case, that structure is our border, which they want to do away with. They want to turn the United States into a, uh, a socialist, third-world country, very similar to Venezuela or Cuba or any of the other uh, Marxist uh, failed states that we've seen throughout history. And the only re- there's, there's really only one reason they would do this. And it's been something that uh, Tucker Carlson has been talking about on his evening show on Fox for the last couple of days, and that is because they have a deep-seated hatred for America. Don't, uh, don't attribute any other um, motives to them whatsoever. They have been thoroughly steeped and indoctrinated into this Marxist ideology all of these women uh, were uh, children of privilege that were allowed to, uh, you know, go to America's best universities where uh, American professors indoctrinated them into this Frankfurt School of Cultural Marxism that they have been able to uh, ride all the way to the House of Representatives and, uh, and they have, uh, you know, staked out their position there. So um, after it became clear that the Democrats' position on providing this humanitarian aid had become entirely untenable, uh, the House Democrats finally voted uh, to support the 
uh, Mitch McConnell's Senate bill to provide this aid. And, of course, the ones that have been screaming longest and loudest about the humanitarian crisis on the border, AOC and her squad, refused to vote for it. And uh, and this set off a round of recriminations where AOC, Tlaib, Omar, and Presley, Pressler, um, started trying to paint the rest of the Democratic caucus as a bunch of uh, uh, racists and supremacists. <laughs> really quite amazing. And, of course, when Nancy Pelosi was asked about that, uh, she pointed out that, uh, you know, these people are people that live on Twitter and live, uh, you know, to radicalize. There's four of them, and that's how many votes they got was four votes. Well, oh, ho, ho, ho. She was not allowed to say that. She was not allowed to point out the obvious. And, of course, uh, when questioned about this, AOC and, uh, and Omar and Tlaib immediately went to the race card. Nancy Pelosi, a longtime leftist from California, used to be the far fringe, far left fringe of the Democrat Party, AOC and the squad called a racist, said they were that uh, she was singling out women of color for criticism. Because you see, in the cultural Marxist worldview and, and their structure, you are not allowed to criticize people if they have a protected class, and that is their, you know, so-called people of color, which is a an insulting term to begin with. It uh, it excludes white people from having any color. It's insulting and offensive, and people should take offense at it and push back on it whenever it's used in public and polite conversation. White people are just as colorful as anybody else, more so, really. We have hair colors that are very different. We have eye colors that are very different, every uh, tone of skin. But uh, they like to exclude us so that they can put everybody else in a um, in a bat in a uh, group to oppose so-called white people who have no color. I got sidetracked there. Sorry, <laughs> but according to this, um, you know, cultural Marxist worldview, you are not allowed to criticize people of color, uh, homosexuals. Um, women if they're a certain kind of women you're not you're not allowed to uh, criticize women if they claim to be feminists and hate men now you're you're perfectly allowed to criticize normal women um you know women who are comfortable with their gender identity and um and more traditional in their worldview excuse me uh but you know, if, if they're a radical feminist, then they, they too are um, protected from criticism. And oh, by the way, you're not allowed to hold anybody accountable or responsible for their own actions if they fall into any of those categories either. Therefore, if you've got millions of people flooding across your border, you are not allowed to re- oppose that if those people are what they call black and brown. They like to say, or they've got black and brown bodies. Because to do so is by the definition of cultural Marxism racist in itself. B- 
because they are immune. They've got this magical immunity, sort of like a force field that defends them from criticism. And if you criticize them or try to hold them account, then you are, here it comes, a racist. And AOC and the squad are now um, at least in um, uh, implying that Nancy Pelosi is a racist because she had the gall to criticize Ayok and her uh, her uh, fellow travelers. And Ayok immediately pulled this uh, this card to defend themselves that the leftists always do. She claimed that Nancy Pelosi's criticism of her and her other cultural Marxists was causing death threats. They always claim death threats. Whenever they stick their foot in their mouth or expose themselves, you know, and get criticized, they say, oh, you're causing death threats against me. Never mind, it's the Democrats and the leftists that actually have violent street thugs assaulting people. And Nancy Pelosi uh, quickly backed down. She, uh, well, let me play you this clip of, uh, of AOC uh, claiming that Nancy was causing death threats against her. It's singling out four individuals. Um, and knowing the media environment that we're operating in, knowing the amount of death threats that we get, knowing the amount of, of concentration of attention, I think it's just it's it's wor- just worth asking why. Why? Why does she? Why does she criticize us? Why does she dare push back on our radical agenda? She's causing death threats. It's absurd, but it worked because Nancy Pelosi knows that these tactics have power. She's used them herself for decades. And so when she was asked to respond to AOC's uh, claim that uh, Nancy was causing death threats, Nancy decided that she was going to shut her mouth. There's been a lot of debate over um, the way you and um, Representative um, Ocasio-Cortez are, are um, relating to each other these days. She has said that she explicitly feels she feels that you are explicitly targeting her and others, um, uh, women of color, on the issues of race. What is your response to this? And what I'm going to say in the caucus. That's where uh, this is appropriate. And I said what I'm going to say in the caucus. They took offense because I addressed at the request of my members, an offensive tweet that came out of one of the members' offices that referenced our blue dogs and our new Dems essentially as segregationists. Our members took offense at that. I addressed that. How they're interpreting and carrying it to another place is up to them. But I'm not going to be discussing it any further. Uh, yeah, I will, pro- I will shut my mouth on this issue because uh, I cannot defend myself because I use these tactics myself. But AOC has really uh, uh, claimed the mantle of leadership of the Democrat Party. It may be Nancy Pelosi that's got the gavel, and it may be all of these um, so-called moderate progressives, that term. There's another term that should um, never be used without people pushing back on it, progressive. They are no such thing as progressive. They are Marxists. The leadership, including Nancy Pelosi and AOC and and uh, many others, far in excess of these uh, these four, are in fact 
Marxist, economic Marxist, cultural Marxist. That is, when they use the term progressive, you need to just hear Marxist. And every time you're in a conversation with one of them and they claim to be a progressive, you need to correct them. Because progressive is an empty term. Progress to them are things like a guaranteed income, a government uh, paid for health care for illegal immigrants, all of these other things that, according to the Cloward-Piven strategy, is designed to wreck the system so it can be uh, so a, a Marxist utopia, in their view, can be built on its uh, its wreckage. <laughs> and Aok, uh, Aok's kind of funny. She says that uh, Nancy Pelosi is saddling her with work to keep her out of the spotlight. So, you know, a norm, normally a freshman congressman that comes to Washington, what they're looking for are committee assignments because the committee, uh, committee is where a legislative work is done. By the time it gets to the floor, it's already been shaped, and there's very little chance to change it. If you want to be a successful politician and have a sphere of influence and, by the way, get huge campaign contributions by special interests that have business before that committee, what you want is committee assignments. <laughs> but AOC is complaining because she's having to work. She's got to attend these committees. This is, this is brutal. I have to t- attend these committees and these subcommittees. I, I, I just want to you know, be on Twitter and uh, spending my days agitating. Because you see, AOC's not there to get work done. AOC's there to tear it all down, baby. She wants to tear it all down. And one of the things she really wants to do is get rid of the Department of Homeland Security. Not only does she want to do away with ICE and the Border Patrol, she wants to take down the whole Department of Homeland Security. Well, I'm trying to play you. There it goes. I think what it means is, for example, ICE is not under DOJ. It's under the Department of Homeland Security. And so we have now. Would you get rid of Homeland Security, too? I think so. I think so. I think we need to undo a lot of the egregious, um, a lot of the egregious mistakes that the Bush administration did. Um, I feel like we are at a very, it is a very qualified and supported position, at least in terms of evidence and in terms of being able to make the argument that uh, we never should have created DHS in the early 2000s. Of course, Ocasio-Cortez wants to get rid of the Department of Homeland Security. Department of Homeland Security was put into effect after 9-11 so that all of these, um, you know, national defense organizations wouldn't be stovepiping their information and try to prevent this from happening again. Now, now, were there some excesses in the Bush administration? The Patriot Act was certainly an excess. She's not talking about that. She's to talk, talking about the Department of Homeland Security that not only covers ICE and, uh, and Border Patrol, but also covers FEMA, disaster response, uh, the Coast Guard, that's, uh, you know, drug and, um, and uh, contraband interdiction. She's actually out there bragging that she wants to weaken the country. We now know that Google and YouTube aren't just silencing conservatives online. They're also manipulating their algorithms to interfere in the 2020 election. Meanwhile, big mobile companies are taking the proceeds from your mobile phone bill 
and funding leftist candidates and causes. This includes promoting illegal immigration, abortion, and gun control. You've got only one way to preserve the Constitution and the values that made this country great, and that's by sticking together. This means supporting each other's causes and companies. Leading the charge in this effort is veteran-led Patriot Mobile. With unlimited plans starting as low as $25 a month, you get the same crystal-clear nationwide service with a portion of your bill going to support the causes you believe in. Come on over to PatriotMobile.com today. Switching is easy, and you'll get a free month service when you use the promo code Come on over. You do have a choice. Come on over today. PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com. Promo code Come on over. You know, I think uh, Nancy kind of realizes that uh, although she holds the gavel, she really doesn't hold the center of power. The center of power in the Democrat Party, because it has become such a radical uh, party, at least, you know, their base, is um, it has sort of passed Nancy by as well. Nancy can't hold her caucus together and win re-election in 2020 for a majority in the House if she lets AOC take control of the party. But have control of the party, AOC does. And if you have any doubt about that, you need only watch how the uh, the Democrat presidential candidates are falling all over themselves, trying to uh, align themselves with Alexandria Cortez. Senator Kamala Harris teaming up with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Harris and the freshman congresswoman introduced joint legislation aimed at helping people with criminal records fairly obtain housing. Planting a flag on the left. As Harris- so according to uh, Aok and Harris, she doesn't want uh, credit uh, rating companies to be able to consider whether or not anybody has been arrested and incarcerated. Because that will hurt their credit score. <laughs> well, yeah. Because people who are criminals are poor credit risks. This is one of the uh, policies that Kamala Harris is promoting. She wants to go back to the same um, uh, crazy housing, I mean, uh, a loan, loan mortgage, mortgage loan standards that ended up causing the housing crisis that crashed the economy in 2006. I'm old enough to remember those days, and I don't want to, I want to, I don't want the economy crashing again. But uh, Kamala Harris dusting off old uh, uh, Barney Frank's playbook wants to go right back to that um, that foolishness where people were getting these liar loans that ultimately crashed the economy. Back to this clip hopes to highlight her progressive creds. It's called the unofficial AOC primary. 2020 Democratic hopefuls vying to be seen as Ocasio-Cortez's ally. And we're teaming up today. Elizabeth Warren has hailed her alliance with Ocasio-Cortez from this video slamming Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin to a more light-hearted conversation about gendered portrayal of women in Game of Thrones. I am delighted to be here with Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But o- I actually think that Bernie is Ocasio-Cortez's uh, mentor and, and North Star, if you would. Um, he is, he calls himself a Democrat socialist. He is, in fact, a Marxist. Or you could even make a good argument that he is just an outright communist. And I think uh, that, that he is her... Um, her inspiration. I think that uh, it was because 
Bernie was able to do so well in the 2016 uh, primaries and the Democrat Party, the DAOC, realized that there was an opening there and was able to unseat the machine, uh, Democrat machine opponent Crowley there in the the Bronx and parts of Queens. Ocasio-Cortez has also formed ties with Bernie Sanders. They've teamed up on legislation and stumped together for progressive candidates in the 2018 midterms. There is no middle ground. As Sanders rallies progressives in his bid for 2020, Ocasio-Cortez has echoed his very words. I will be damned if the same politicians who refused to act then are going to try to come back today and say we need a middle of the, the middle of the road approach to save our lives. That she goes on. So that ain't happening. And of course, what she's talking about is her Green New Deal. Where she's going to take over the, the economy to solve a problem that doesn't actually exist. The Democrats have created this hoax. They funded through massive grants to these scientific organizations, but very selectively studies that will find that, uh, you know, the temperature is rising and the sea levels are rising when that is uh, most certainly in dispute. And even if it is true, there's no reason to believe it is man-made. Uh, these are natural cycles that happen all the time. And all indications are on long-term climate studies and uh, in sunspot activity that we're entering a cooling phase. And this cooling phase make it so bad that it actually, at least in the long term, talking about, you know, these these uh, climate cycles, you can't measure them over hundreds of years like they're trying to do here. You've got to measure them in, th- in thousands of years. And all indications are is that we're going to enter into another ice age at some point. And when that does happen, sometimes in the next millennial, millennium, um. We will, in fact, uh, have a real crisis, not just a crisis of, you know, a few degrees of of, uh, raising, rising temperatures, but actual uh, mini ice age that will result in uh, mass starvation and people freezing to death. But um, Al Gore, you know exercise this Democrat strategy of ginning up hoaxes in order to scare the bejesus out of people. And of course, you know, it was, it's been about 25 years ago now that he was telling us within 15 years, the polar ice caps were going to be melted and uh, New York city and Miami, Florida, were going to be underwater and all of these other dire predictions, none of which ever happened. And every time one of these deadlines come comes, their latest deadline, if we don't do something within 12 years, then it's going to be irreversible and the world's going to come to an end. But every time one of these deadlines comes, they just push it back and uh, and revise their predictions. They're never held to account. Was an apparent reference to Joe Biden. He's questioned whether Ocasio-Cortez's political brand has mass appeal. I think Ocasio-Cortez is a brilliant, bright woman, but she won a primary. In the general election fights, who won? Mainstream Democrats who are very progressive on social issues and very strong on education, health care. In the crowded 2020 field. Progressive Democrats believe Ocasio-Cortez's endorsement could help separate one hopeful from the rest. Last May, Ocasio-Cortez signaled who's grabbing her eye. 
What I w- would like to see in a presidential candidate is one that has a coherent uh, worldview and logic uh, from which all these policy proposals are coming forward. I think Senator Sanders has that. I also think Senator Warren has that. She wants a coherent worldview that all of their policies emanate from. I wonder what that worldview could be. It's Marxism, ladies and gentlemen. It's Marxism, plain and simple. When you hear them using the word progressive, just remember that is their euphemism for Marxism. They all know what they're talking about. We all know what they're talking about. The media wants to hide what they're talking about, but we shouldn't allow it. Every time we hear them use that word progressive, we should correct them and say, you mean Marxism, don't you? Got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We're going to be back after two messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatals.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from America First Perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Well, this uh, national women's soccer team is a national disgrace. I don't know if you caught this uh, parade that they gave them in New York City, where once again uh, Megan Rapino refused to put her hand over her heart for the national anthem. I'm surprised she didn't kneel. But if you thought that their behavior during the World Cup was egregious, you should have seen the way Rapino and her teammates were acting yesterday. You know, uh, uh, during the actual World Cup, the team really embarrassed the United States by the ridiculous celebrations when they were, you know, just trouncing the Thailand team 12 to 0. Thailand really had no business there, but there, there really aren't that many good women's soccer teams in the world. And Thailand got beat 12 to 0. And every time the U S team would score, they would just go on these elaborate celebrations as if they had, you know, done something, uh, huge again and again and again, right up until the 12th, maybe even 13 to zero. And then of course you had Rapino um, on there, uh, insulting the president and leading chants in a bar F Trump. Totally out of place, totally uh, not um, what the game is supposed to be about. And, of course, they tried to make it all about 
equal pay for women. They want the, they want to be paid the same as the men's team because you see that they have actually won three World Cups and the men have fallen short. Actually, they've won four World Cups. What they don't want to tell you is that the Women's World Cup brings in about $161 million every four years, while the Men's World Cup brings in more like $6 billion. And the women actually get a higher percentage of the gate of their promotion than the men do. I think the women get 9% and the men get about 4%. But the women insist on equal pay, and of course the only way to do that is to take the money from the men's promotion and give it to the women, which is right in keeping with um, you know these feminist doctrines. You keep arguing a point until you win, no matter what the facts of the issue are. But the real way to try to increase the exposure of the or, or the pay of the women is to increase the viewership and increase the attendance at these games. And it was quite obvious that these women don't understand that the only reason people are watching women's soccer to begin with is to root for the national team. The game in itself is kind of tedious. Soccer is does not stand up well to the other American uh, sports, especially football and hockey. But people watch it because they want to root for their national team. But when the national team becomes anti-American, then the whole rationale for watching it to begin with goes away. And in fact, the viewership was down by almost half during this Women's World Cup as it was four years ago. Don't believe that was a coincidence. It was because the behavior of Megan Rapino and her supporters on there, I don't know how many of the the girls are on board with Megan Rapinoe's program? According to her, it's all of them. But certainly none of them stood up and, and condemned it, which they should have done, or at least told her behind the scenes to cool it, that you're making a, a mockery out of this team. And I'd just like to ask Megan Rapinoe, you know, she's going to get all these uh, these endorsements because she has made herself a social justice warrior, and Nike loves that. They're going to make her the face, the feminist uh, Marxist face of women's soccer. So if she's all about equal pay and equality, she should share those endorsements with the rest of the team because she would not be able to get them without the rest of the team. She's not going to do that, of course. It doesn't work for her. What works for her is uh, weaponizing the social justice ideology so that she can benefit from, you know, uh, other people's, um, what other people have worked for at the same time while she's tearing it down. Viewership was down by 47%. And so, of course, you know, because Rapino was up there uh, mouthing these uh, these cultural Marxist platitudes, the big uh, communist mayor of New York City decided she was going to give them a ticker tape parade, and Megan Rapino did not disappoint. She was up there on stage spouting the social justice warrior lines, um, you know, which you could have just accepted were were a difference of opinion. 
But she had to do it in the most vulgar way possible. Please take this as an example. This group is incredible. We took so much on our shoulders to be here today, to celebrate with you today. And we did it with a smile. So do the same for us. Please, I ask you. New York City, get a m***ing So she was up there using the MF word, went out on uh, national TV. She was using the B word and the MF word, and her uh, she was up there, you know, swigging bottles of champagne out of a bottle. And uh, her teammates were, uh, you know, joining right in with the MFs and the Bs, and the, it was really something to see. And, and it makes you wonder what, what the hell the hell did a team, an American women's team, end up to be such vulgar, classless um, women? these are hardly recognizable as American girls. These are pure vulgarians. And it was Allie Long and Megan Rapino and a bunch of the others using the F, dropping F-bombs left and right. Just totally classless. And if they think this is the way they go about getting equal pay, they're truly delusional. Because I can tell you that a big part of the attendance, as low as it is, at their games are little girls that uh, mothers and fathers take their uh, daughters to. And they're not going to want uh, their kids exposed to this sort of um, degeneracy. And that's really the only thing to call it. There was uh, one girl, I can't remember her. She said, hide your kids, hide your wives. We got the MF and keys to the city. Bit, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to, I could play you these clips. They'd blow your mind. Not ladies, not even any sense of propriety. While they know they're on camera. And oh, uh, Andrew Como, never missing an opportunity. He passed a law in New York State. That requires women soccer players to be paid the same as men. Well, how's that supposed to work? You genius? You're going to take the money from the men to pay the women? Are you going to lower the pay of men so that they can't make more than the women? Are you going to raise the ticket prices so that the women can be paid the same? You're going to end up with $10,000 tickets. But again... The only reason to watch the women's national team is if you want to root for the American girls. And if these girls are going to be anti-American, that is going to cut into their audience quite steeply. And and their whole idea of getting equal pay is going to, it just blows your mind. So the president has once again, let me, let me uh, send you out of this clip. Stand by. We'll be right back. Well, it's summertime, and that makes it wild rice salad season. Wild rice is one of the healthiest foods, and there's nothing better than a cold wild rice salad waiting in the fridge when you get home after a hard day's work. Buy a five-pound bag of any wild rice product, and you'll get a free one-pound bag of wild rice and eight of our best wild rice salad recipes from menostalgia.com. When you use the promo code FREERICE, 
Wild rice salads are great as a quick meal or as a tasty side dish when grilling outside. And we're sending enough recipes to have one in the fridge every day of the week. That promo code again is free rice, and it's good online, in person, or over the phone. Log on today at mojowildrice.com. That's mojowildrice.com. Or call them directly at 800-328-6731. That's 800-328-6731. So it looks like the president's going to cave on the citizenship question. The, uh, the, the leftists in the uh, judiciary have, have uh, the administration tied in knots trying to basically take over the, ex- the executive branch and uh, make them do their left-wing bidding. And uh, while the president initially had said that, uh, you know, he's going to go forward and try to find a path, and, uh, and William Barr had supported that, it looks like the, uh, the left-wing judges are going to have none of it. Uh, they wouldn't even allow the Department of Justice to change their legal teams on this. At some point, this president's going to have to just tell the judiciary to go pound sand, that they don't have the authority to be making these rulings. But the latest report from ABC News is that uh, Trump is expected to announce that uh, he is is um, backing off, including the citizenship question. And, uh, you know, this is another in a long line of caves. He caved on the tariffs. He caved on closing the border. He caved on putting a 5% tariff on Mexico in order to get them to secure their border, although the threat does seem to have worked. He backed off the tariffs on steel. I could I could go on and on on all of the things that this president has uh, backed off on and failed to execute. And this is the latest. He absolutely should move forward regardless of what the courts say and just simply tell them that uh, they do not have the authority to, to determine whether or not he can re-add a citizenship question to the census. The census has included a citizenship question for most of our history. There is nothing illegal or unprecedented about it. There is no diabolical scheme behind it. The, citizen is, uh, the census has taken every tier, 10 years to determine apportionment of representation, and we need to know how many citizens are included? And he had been expected to announce some sort of executive order to get this question on there. Now he's going to say that uh, we're going to send the census out without the question that I'm uh, instructing the Department of Commerce to try to determine how many illegals are in the country otherwise. It'll be another situation like the, uh, the voter fraud uh, commission that he put together going to put it together not follow through on it and and um and we'll be right back where we started um the uh what is the that uh, that tennessee no it was andy biggs he was uh, he was on uh, fox talking about the census My clips are not working today. Here we go. Well, I think the Supreme Court missed a, uh, at least two things. Number one is the, the purpose of the census is an enumeration for uh, creating c- congressional districts. I mean, that's Article 1, Section 2. That's just as basic as it gets. And then the second thing I think they missed is the co- historical context of this as well. Every administration 
had, had included some kind of nationality or uh, country of origin question, except for the Obama administration in 2010. But even President Obama's administration for uh, the uh, annual uh, census estimate surveys that they were doing, they asked that question. Right. And so uh, to say that this is somehow uh, uh, discriminatory or a problem is wrong because the, the reason you need to know is because you cannot um, uh, dilute some congressional districts in favor of others. In other words, if you have 612,000 legal residents in, in one and you only have 400,000 in another, then the 612,000 are going to get effectively um, less representation than you would. Right. Uh, less representation uh, and also, of course, uh, right. less money. We're talking $600 billion exactly. at stake. You're actually talking about some people losing uh, representation almost entirely because uh, the representation from small states like Montana or the Dakotas will be cut in half. So you're disenfranchising American citizens to give representation in the uh, House of Representatives to illegal aliens. And that's why you've got these, uh, these states like New York and California and Illinois declaring themselves sanctuary states. They want to load up with as many illegal aliens as they can so that they can get representation and weaken the representation of the red states. And at the same time, all all this is going on, of course, Nancy Pelosi and her Democrat caucus in the House is trying to destroy the border. And maybe in order to draw attention away from his cave on the citizenship question, President Trump has once again said that he's going to be going out sending ICE out to enforce these deportation orders of people who have exhausted their due process and have received orders of deportation. Of course, the New York Times and the Washington Post, uh, their headlines on this is, oh, Trump's going to be deporting families. They're families. He's not going to be deporting people who are in the country illegally that have orders from the court of deportation. He's going to be deporting families. So everybody's a member of a family, of course. But if you're a member of the fam, a family, according to Nancy Pelosi and the, the mainstream media, you cannot be deported. And Nancy Pelosi has even gone so far as to aid and abet these fugitives from justice, and that's exactly what they are because they have refused to leave the country on the order of the court. They're fugitives from justice, and Nancy Pelosi is on record now, strolls right up to the microphone, and like the uh, the Oakland mayor um, Schiff, I can't remember her first name, she is advising illegal immigrants on how to avoid law enforcement. Families belong together. Every person in America has rights. These families are hardworking members of our communities and our country. This brutal action will terrorize children and tear families apart. Uh, The events that I've been going to recently in Queens and other other places, but the Queens one specifically geared to the census. And then the raids uh, emerged as part of that discussion. I read them this card. As ICE deportation warrant, an ICE deportation warrant is not the same as a search warrant. 
If that is the only document ICE brings to a home raid, agents do not have the legal right to enter a home. If ICE agents don't have a warrant signed by a judge, the person may refuse to open the door and let them in. An administrative order of removal from ICE or immigration authorities is simply not enough. Families belong together. Everyone in our country has rights. So just think about what the Democrat Speaker of the House of Representatives just did there. She told people who are in the country illegally and who have lawfully issued orders of removal to refuse to open the door for uh, immigration enforcement agents when they come to try to enforce that lawful order. That is aiding and abetting fugitives from justice. It's really quite stunning when you listen to it. We've sort of become immune to these these types of um, outrages. But to hear the Democrat Speaker of the House of Representatives actually go on there and tell people how to avoid uh, the enforcement of a lawfully issued Order, judge's order is stunning. Not have the legal right to enter a home. If ICE agents don't have a warrant signed by a judge, a person may refuse to open the door and let them in. An administrative order of removal from ICE or immigration authorities is simply not enough. Families belong together. Everyone in our country has rights. She should be impeached. I'm not sure she shouldn't be arrested. This is, uh, this is a direct violation of her oath of office to support, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, which gives certain powers to the legislative branch, I mean, the uh, judicial branch of government. And she's basically uh, telling these people how to avoid being. subjected to law in this country. Well, hell, why am I paying taxes? Why am I, you know, uh, paying property taxes? Why am I registering my vehicle? Why am I uh, observing the speed limits? If the Speaker of the House of Representatives can go on air and encourage lawbreaking and tell you how to avoid being held accountable to the law. And why, why are the rest of us obeying the law? I, it, it Really, I'm, I'd like to know. We're only talking about 2,000 people. You know, you would think that this was the end of the world. The, the, of the minimum uh, 20 million illegal aliens in this country, you've got th- these deportation orders that have finally worked their way through the system of about 2,000 And you've got the Speaker of the House of Representatives going on air telling these 2,000 people how to avoid the law. It's really quite amazing. We've had a, a marginal drop. They're talking about a sharp drop, and the administration likes to allow them to continue to do that. But we've had a marginal drop. And the migrants showing up at the southern border, I think it's gone down from about 160,000 to about 120,000. 
it's a you know it's a substantial number, but it's still huge, huge numbers that will overwhelm and swamp this country at some point. And it's because uh, the Mexican government agreed to allow these uh, these Central American um, aliens to wait in Mexico while their asylum cases are considered in the United States. And some of them have stopped coming, and some of them have, in fact, even taken buses back home because they weren't here claiming asylum. That never was about asylum. It was always about trying to get up here and, uh, and get American citizenship, becoming the next class of DACA recipients. But... um the Mexicans are getting sick of it as well because their cities in Tijuana and Juarez and uh, and other these other of these border cities are being overwhelmed and swamped, just like our cities have been by these illegal migrants, and they're getting sick of it, and they they don't have as deep a culture of these social justice warriors, and so they're pushing back on their government. This Tennessee representative, his name is Mark Green, appeared with uh, Charles Payne on Fox Business, and this is what he had to say. And that's because the president got tough with Mexico. Right. You know, he threatened the tariffs, and they responded. They put 15,000 of their soldiers on their southern border, and it's obviously had an impact. So absolutely, I agree with Ken and, on that. And the Mexican president is actually getting it from both sides, from our side of the border with what the president did, but also his own people now yeah. realize that it's causing a lot of problems, economic problems for them, and, and serious problems with the cartels for them as well. Absolutely. I mean, this is a huge crisis. It's been a crisis for a long time. Uh, even now, the New York Times is saying it's a crisis. No. I and mean, the Democrats have got to, get, got to get on board. And meanwhile, you've got the Democrats talking about doing away with Homeland Security. I, I mean, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to do away with the whole department. I mean, it's insanity. It is insanity. And it's not just AOC. It's, uh, it's the rest of the squad, too. I'm running out of time, but I wanted to get to this story where there's a candidate for uh, governor of Mississippi, his name's Robert Foster. He was he was asked by a female reporter to accompany him on one of his uh, um, campaign trips throughout the state. He drives his truck, you know, throughout the state and campaigns, and she wanted to join him. And he said, "Well, yeah, you're welcome to join me, but you're going to have to bring a male colleague because he didn't want to, you know, put himself in a position where uh, he could be accused of anything or compromised." Or even, you know, the perception looked bad. And, oh, man, you would have thought that he had uh, he had uh, murdered someone. So, of course, CNN drug him on there for their ritual flogging. One caveat, Representative, which was that she couldn't do it alone. She needed a male along with her. If a man, a male reporter, had asked for a ride along, would you have granted him a solo interview? I would have, and uh, appreciate y'all having me on this morning. Um, I think uh, it's it's important for everybody, you know, to understand the the dynamics here. I've I've done several interviews with Miss Campbell over the last few years, and I have no problem doing interviews with any reporter. Uh, but this was a different request. It was to be a ride along, as she stated. You know, it was going to be a fifteen to sixteen hour day, and I have a very small campaign staff at this point in my campaign. I'm uh, you know, the underdog candidate running with a grassroots campaign, and we don't have a big staff. And there's a lot of times where my campaign director and I have to go separate ways, even during the middle of the day, to try to, you know, cover different things from stop to stop. And 
I didn't want to end up in a situation where me and Miss Campbell were, the, were alone for extended period of time throughout that 15 to 16 hour day. And so out of precaution, uh, I wanted to have uh, her bring someone with her, a male colleague. And it's, it's the other thing that I think is important to point out is that this is my truck. And in my truck, we go by my rules. Okay. And, R- uh, <laughs> I love that. It's my truck. We go by my rules. I love it. But, uh, you know, they're acting like this is just some sort, some sort of out-of-the-blue request. The truth of the matter is men in this society are uh, on guard because they're being uh, accused of things that oftentimes they haven't done. And if you ha- ever had any um, doubt about that, you need to see what uh, uh, Kavanaugh was accused of. Mike Pence had made this, uh, taken the same position. So does uh, Billy Graham Jr. And it's out of a, a sense of, uh, one, propriety. You don't want to uh, engage in any activities that could look bad. And I'm telling you, driving a, around a, tr- a truck around the rural state of Mississippi for long hours with a female reporter in there could be mischaracterized, would leave him open to accusations. He's quite right to protect himself. And I'm sure his uh, his wife would not necessarily uh, appreciate that being put in that position either. That's that's my rule. You said it's a precaution. Is it you didn't trust Larison or you didn't trust yourself? I'm confused here. Uh, He's confused, Berman, over there at CNN. He's confused. You don't trust yourself? That's not the issue, quite obviously. He does trust himself, and that's why he wants uh, someone there as a witness to make sure that he's not engaging in any sort of misbehavior. I trust myself completely, but I don't trust the uh, perception that the world puts on people when they see things and they don't ask the questions. They don't look to find out the truth. Perception is reality in this world. And I don't want to give anybody the uh, opinion that I'm doing something that I should not be doing. Larison? Yeah, so I've got a couple of things to say here. First of all, like you said, it's your truck. It's your rules. Why is it my responsibility to make you feel comfortable about something that, um, you know, that is that, again, as your campaign director said on the phone with me, is this weird request that you have? Because you're the one asking for the interview, madam. You're the one that requested the interview. He gave you his terms to try to accommodate you. But if anybody doesn't understand why he would uh, not want to be put in that compromising position, they just not have, have not been paying attention to the, uh, the Me Too movement. Well, that's about it for today's show. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. 
No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.